beginning to pray for yourself. Father, Lord, send your word to me this today. Send your word to me. Open your mouth and begin to pray. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. The word of the Lord says in the book of Luke chapter 24, verse 45, it says, Then he opened their minds to understand the scripture. I decree the opening of hearts to understand the scripture today in the mighty name of Jesus. Every siege against the heart of men that may not want to allow the word of God to penetrate the hearts of men, I destroy them by fire in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Daddy, because you have answered our prayer. At the end of everything today, Lord, we shall be fully blessed and all the glory shall return back to you. For in Jesus' mighty and wonderful name, we have prayed. The theme of this month, as I said earlier, is those that wait upon the Lord. Those that wait upon the Lord. The text for that is seen in the book of Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Those that wait upon the Lord. Verse 31 of Isaiah chapter 40. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. When we were opening this, this month's um, thing, we spoke about waiting upon the Lord. We caught some new revelations about waiting upon the Lord again today. Waiting upon the Lord, when we hear waiting upon the Lord, the first thing that usually comes to people's mind is fasting. It's not all about fasting. Fasting is part of waiting upon the Lord. Waiting upon the Lord supersedes fasting. It is aligning our spirit, soul, and body with God. It is aligning ourselves in willingness and obedience to God. Micah chapter 6 verse 8. Micah chapter 6 verse 8. The word of the Lord says, It he has shown thee, O man, what is good, and what the Lord require of thee, but to do justify, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. To do that which is expected of you is waiting upon the Lord. To do that which is expected of you is waiting upon the Lord. From the Revised Standard Version, he said, He has shown, he has showed you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, and to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Now, that is waiting upon the Lord. A new revelation that we talked about it today is wait, wait, many of us, when, when we get to like hotel like this place now, when you get to the hotel, you get waiter. Or in restaurants, you see the people that are there as waiter. What do waiters do? They come and wait on you. What are they doing? I am at your service. Anything you want me to do, tell me. And you tell them, go and tell them that they will not have Without frowning, go and bring me this. They will go and get it. Even if they don't have, do you have this? No, we don't have it. Okay, take money, go and get it for me. And the person will quickly go. Why? Because he is a waiter in that place to wait on you. Now, 
When you are waiting upon the Lord, that is just how we too should be. It's not, our hearts should be perfect with God. Nothing should distract us from God. Nothing should make us to be thinking contrary. Even if your mind wants to make you to do that which is right. For example, maybe as you were coming to the service today, a neighbor did something for you. Something bad, like maybe the person deliberately poured oil water on the clothes that you spread, maybe white, for example. And you are like, ah, when I'm coming back after service, just let me go for this service and let me see whether you will tidy my clothes or not. Now, you now go to the service, the Spirit of God now say, buy up and go and give that your neighbor that poured water on you. You'll be like God. The person did like this to me. I said, yeah, buy the apple and go give the person. When you are waiting upon the Lord, you will not think it twice. You will go and buy it. You are not doing it for that person's sake. You are doing it for your sake. Obeying the word of the Lord. And when you wait upon the Lord, when you do that which God expects of you, God look at you and say, Anytime I need somebody, I can always get this person. Is always available. Anytime I need something done, among the people that are available that I can call, your name is there. These are the things that will not happen. But they that wait upon the Lord, when you are used to waiting upon the Lord, it will always renew your strength. It will always, there are things that will drain your strength, but God will continue to always renew that your strength. You now say, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. You begin to soar. You begin to fly. Imagine, you know when the thunder is, is learning how to move, he first crawl, he first walk, then walk. After walking, running, then he can begin to dream of flying. But when you are waiting upon the Lord, that automatically is reversed. You start flying first. Now, if you learn how to fast, is it running and walking that will be challenged to you? No. That's why the word of the Lord says in that place that they shall run and not be weary. Why? They say where they fly. How can they be weary walking or running? And they shall walk and not faint. No. He cannot. Why? Because the Lord has renewed his strength. I pray the grace to wait upon the Lord always. The Lord will give unto us in the mighty name of Jesus. That is the theme of the month. And now we are going to the message of today. Keep the fire burning. Keep the fire burning. That is the message of today. Keep the fire burning. Don't get, um, don't forget about the theme of the month. Those that wait upon the Lord. Today we are considering keep the fire burning. Keep the fire burning. Let's turn our Bible to the book of Leviticus chapter 6. We are going to read from verse 8 through to 13. Leviticus chapter 6. We are going to read from verse 8 through to verse 13. Leviticus is the third book of the Bible. Chapter 6 from verse 8 through to 13. If you don't have your Bible, you can see it on the screen on the projector. I read from the King James Version. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. It is the burnt offering because of the burning upon the altar all night unto the morning. And the fire of the altar shall be burning in it. Verse 10. And the priests shall put on his linen garment, and his linen breeches, 
shall he put upon his flesh, and take up the ashes which the fire had consumed with the burnt offering on the altar, and he shall put them inside the altar, and he shall put off his garments, and put on other garments, and carry forth the ashes without the camp unto a clean place, and the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out, and the priest shall burn wood on it every morning, and lay the burnt offering in order upon it. And it shall burn thereof the fat of the peace offerings. Verse 13, where we shall stop the reading. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. May the Lord bless the world in the mighty name of Jesus. There are different stages we pass through when we want to start a fire. Now, if you want to do... Um, Maybe you want to cook with firewood. There are different stages that the fire will pass through. First, when you want to light the fire, you cup your hand to not make breeze. Put off the fire. When you light the fire, you cup your hand. Because the fire has not catch at that time, you'll be guiding that fire. Then the moment the fire catches and it begins to glow more and more, you will remove your hand and allow air to come because air supports combustion. Now, the air you were initially preventing with your hand because the fire had not yet catch is the same air you are not allowing to blow the fire to help the fire to grow. Now, to, to, to glow more. Now, when the fire starts burning, maybe after some time, ashes are now gathering inside. You look at it and you see that the fire will not be burning well again because ashes has gathered inside that place. You now remove one or two of the log of the wood. You now use it to pack the ashes out. You set the wood again and the fire glows again with new vigor. As it is in the physical, that is how it is in the spiritual too. As it is in the spiritual, the same it is in the physical. There are four stages in this experiment that I just described now. Keeping the fire burning. Don't forget the topic, keep the fire burning. The fire we are talking about now is the fire of the Holy Ghost inside your life. That's the fire that we are talking about now. Now, the first stage in this fire is the fire is lit. The time that you lit the fire, you put hand. To cover it so that please do not blow it off. That is the first stage. And I want you to understand that you cannot light that fire. It is the Holy Spirit that always lights the fire of the Holy Ghost in his people. Nobody can light that fire. Let us see it in the Bible. In that same book of Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 9. After the tabernacle was finished in the time of Moses, Leviticus chapter 9, verse 24. Leviticus chapter 9, verse 24. After the tabernacle was finished and it was dedicated, God gave Moses instruction about every other thing. He did not give him instruction about how to start the fire because he knew that he was the one that would start the fire. Verse 24. And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering. And the fact which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. The fire came down from God. 
The fire will be started by God. Then the duty of keeping the fire burning is yours. It is God that will start that fire. Let us look at the second example. After, um, after Solomon, in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1, after Solomon finished dedicating the temple, after he finished building the temple, God gave him instruction about how to do everything. He did not tell him how to start the fire there because God knew that he was the one that was going to start the fire. Now, when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the pots of rain and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the house. That is the second example of how the fire came down from God. That their duty was to keep that fire burning. God did his part. They too must do their part. The third example in the New Testament, Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. This one is very familiar from verse 1. We are very familiar with this. Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all their house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each and every one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Utterance. Now look at it. The fire of the Holy Ghost came. <coughs> it was God that ignited that fire of the Holy Ghost too. The day you became baptized in the Holy Ghost, that fire has come into your life. But the duty of keeping that fire burning, burning and burning, is yours. It is not God's. It is yours. You are left with the duty of keeping the fire burning. Now, that is the first part and the only part that concerns God. The second part you know, I said it is four stages in, 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 in the fire, in keeping the fire burning. The second stage, remove the ashes. Remove the ashes. Now, ashes simply means consumed wood that cannot be consumed again because it is no longer inflammable. It then becomes fire extinguisher. In, in chemistry, one of the industrial chemistry, one of the major components of extinguisher is carbon. And carbon is an amorphous of uh, ashes. Different shape, isotopes. Ashes are used as extinguisher. When they do those classes of fire, they use ashes as extinguisher to extinguish fire when it is burning. Now, when God has deposited fire in you, and the fire is burning, is glowing, definitely it will bring about some ashes. It will bring about some ashes. Now, let's go back to the book of Leviticus chapter, that chapter 6. Let's read from verse 9 to 11. 9 to 11. Command Aaron and his son, saying, this is the law of the burnt offering. It is the burnt offering because of the burning upon the altar all night unto the morning. And the fire of the altar shall be burning in it. And the priest shall put on his linen garment, his linen breeches, shall he put upon his flesh, and take up the ashes, 
which the fire hath consumed with a burnt offering on the altar, and he shall put them beside the altar. Verse 11. And he shall put off his garments and put on other garments and carry forth the ashes without the camp unto a clean place. Now, what is these ashes in the spiritual context? It is past achievements. Those big testimonies of yesteryears are ashes that must be removed from your altar. For example, maybe three years ago, somebody fell down sick and started convulsing, and the Spirit of God ministered to you. Lay hands on that person. And when you lay hands on that person, and that person got well, wow! God used me mightily in this case. Or somebody died, you raised the person yesteryears. Now, what God performed through you is, uh, uh, because the fire has burnt, is now ashes. Is now ashes. Now, the, the, in that book of Leviticus that we read, the priest is well dressed, packing the ashes. When he is now about to go and put the ashes outside, outside of the camp, is to change into an ordinary clothing, carry the ashes outside, and go and dump it there. Now, what does that mean? When God used you, you know, the time that the fire is burning, you were, you, um, you were in the right frame, and that was how the Spirit of God would use you. After that, that the Spirit of God has used you, you put on humility. Humility. And carry that testimony outside for people to see, to draw people to God. Anywhere you see ashes, you know there's a fire that has been consumed in that place. No matter anywhere you see ashes, you know that there's a fire that has been consumed in that place. Now you carry the fire outside. You must deliberately put on humility. Look at the story of Peter. After he, after he and John prayed for that man born in by the beautiful king, and the people were shouting, he said, why do you look at us like we have done this? It was not us. We only raised this man in the name of Jesus, whom you crucified. After Paul and Silas, they raised that man that was lame to, and the man jumped up, and the people in Lyconian land will say, the gods have descended to us in the likeness of men. Peter had all outsiders not know what the people were talking about. They went and interpreted to them. They said they taught their talents. And said the glory does not belong to us, it belongs to God. You see, you see, pastors, they said, and when I prayed for him, and he rose up. You see some people doing it like this, it's there that they are doing it. I don't want to mention this, but you see some people. It was one that was checking for him. And you know, as some people turn it into, into show. Somebody who will sleep, they will sleep on the person and they do your man now. No, it's not about you. It's not about you. If truly it is God that is using you for those testimonies, it's not about you, but about God. Now, the testimony may not be a big something that you can look up to God for. And that people can say, wow, this is a great thing that God has done through you. It may be a personal thing within you. Maybe you just pray and say, God, I need and truly you need a shoe, and you cried out to God, and that shoe came. Now, you must return the glory back to God and say, God, I thank you. I thank you for answering my prayer. That means you have not forgotten me. That means you love me. 
By doing that genuinely, you are returning the place back to God. You are carrying the ashes outside. And when you are challenging somebody, and the person look at you and say, God has forgotten about you. I say, no, God has not forgotten about you. There was a time that I needed shoe, and God provided that shoe for me. Now, you have carried the ashes outside and returning the glory back to God. That is what carry the ashes, removing the ashes. Number three, the third part of it, carrying for the ashes outside the camp. The priest changed, I've explained that, changed into his humble clothing. So also uh, when carrying the ashes outside, the testimony, you must be humble about it and return all the glory back to God. The second part, removing the ashes. The third part, carrying the ashes outside, as I've explained. And I spoke about Peter, I spoke about Paul, as they returned the glory back unto God. And the fourth segment of it, you know, when you have removed the ashes from your fire, you set the woods back again. And when you set that woods back again, the fire begins to glow. The fire begins to glow again. And when that fire begins to glow again, it produces more heat. If you have been to Missouri, when you see that the fire, the glow, or the, or the heat, or the intensity of the fire is going down, you will bring this iron and chuck it and they set those charcoals and they start glowing back again. Now, you set the woods back in order and that glow begins to come again. Now, what are these woods that you need to set in order? Under that fourth segment, many a time we have heard so many people say, ah, this guy is on fire. Like you say, both, you say, man, you say, both is on fire. They look at Ronaldo and say, this guy is, is out of the world, he's on fire. Mercy is on fire. Hazard is on fire. Now, those terms were borrowed from us Christians. We are to remain burning for God. We are to remain burning for God. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29. He said, For our God is a consuming fire. And if you and I were created in the image and likeness of God, we are consuming fire too. So we need to continue to remain burning for God so that people will begin to look at us and say, wow, this person is on fire. This person is on fire. Now you must set your wood to see that the fire does not go down. Like I said, what are these woods and how do we set them to make the fire glowing? How to keep the fire burning? The first thing, the first wood you need, the fresh word of consistent prayer life. That is the first wood. The fresh wood of a consistent prayer life. The fresh wood of a consistent prayer life. Brethren, prayer is work. Prayer is work. You and I can sit down and watch work up like final. Ah! First 45 minutes, no good. Second 45 minutes, no good. Extra time, 30 minutes. That is two hours. 90 minutes plus 30 minutes. That is two hours. And it will look as if it is just five minutes or ten minutes that we have spent sitting down. After that, we can watch series movie for hours. There was a time that I was watching a series movie. That time, that series movie was just coming up. And as I was watching it, I was using like 15 hours. It was only the time of uh, subsidy day. 
with that everything was locked down, I think 2012. And I was watching it. I was watching series movie for like 15 hours in a day. About the fourth or fifth day, because somebody was giving me the seasons. As I've finished watching it, will give me the next season. I just spoke to myself. I said, I'm wasting my time. Even if I'm not doing anything, if it is sleeping, it is better than watching this. Wasting my time doing this. Now, we can waste time doing every other thing. But you use that same time to pray, or quarter of that time to pray, it becomes difficult. You can wake up in the middle of the night and watch a movie, but to pray in the middle of the night becomes difficult. You know that gone far in the prayer, you start nodding. You start, your eyes start overlapping, and you'll be like, wow, it's hard. Okay, let me sleep for a little. By the time you look at it, 7 o'clock, they're like, ah, they don't pray. I will pray again in the night. The night, the same thing. It is hard work. And because it is hard work, you must discipline yourself. You must discipline yourself. Stand up, walk while you are praying. Stand up, move about, deliberately sing, dance while you are praising God. Why? You are disciplining yourself. You are putting the flesh into subjection in, in line with a consistent prayer life deliberately subjecting the flesh. The second wood that you need, the fresh wood of revelations. The fresh, fresh wood of revelations. There's no other you'll be seeking the face of Almighty God in spirit and in truth that revelations will not be coming. Look at it. The theme of the month that we talk about those that wait upon the Lord. When Pastor Adewey was ministering, talking about those that wait upon the Lord, I, I became joyous within my spirit that at least you are connected to something. We were not there when God was to minister to him. He ministered to him there, he ministered to us, and that means there's a connection that connected to the same spirit. Now, revelation was coming. Revelation was coming. Whether people believe you or not. When Jeremiah was giving his own revelation that time, they said he was lying. When uh, this, um, when the heart was to go and that, it was only one prophet that saw that he was going to die. Every other blind spirit was upon them. And when they told them, they said, You will go and come back. Ahab said, Won't you tell me the truth? He said, If you go, you will die. I said, I told you this man doesn't seem good at all. He said, God has put a blind spirit in, your, in the mouth of all your prophets. And that's why they could not see what was going to happen to you. If you are the only one, or if it is only you that God gave that revelation, whether the world believe you or not, stick to the revelation that God has given unto you. Wait upon the Lord and make sure that you are seeking revelation. It's not revelation and say, God, who will be the next president that we are talking about? God, what is your plan for my life? God, where are you taking me to? What is your next stage for my life? Is my time up here? Where am I moving on to next? What is my goal? What is my vision for life? Father, reveal it unto me. In this period that the world is facing economic downtown, what are you going to give me that will turn me into a global phenomenon? In the book of Genesis chapter 26, when Isaac wanted to leave that place in the land of famine, the Spirit of God, God came to me and said, don't be so in this place. And in verse 12 of that chapter, the word of the Lord said, and he sowed in that place and reaped a hundredfold. To the point that the enemies began to envy him. Elon Musk, he made more than $500 million during this pandemic alone. 
and guys are overtaking the people that were formerly richest people in the world. In the period of pandemic that people are crying, give us pandemic to give us food before we die. Yeah, this coronavirus will come out to be better coronavirus kills than hunger kills. It is in that same period that some people are saying, wow, I made billions for. I am the, I am the richest man in the whole world now. Same situation, but different perspective. Now, it is true revelation that you can catch things like that. Where you are consistently facing God and say, God, and God will speak to you. Say, my son, don't do this, don't do that. And when you don't do it and the results start coming, people will be like, wow. They will not know that you caught a revelation. And it is not just by, 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 by being there. It is by waiting consistently, maintaining a prayer line that those revelations come. The third wood, the fresh wood of meditation. The fresh wood of meditation. Meditate upon the word of the Lord. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Meditate, meditate upon the word of the Lord. Meditate upon the word of the Lord. The word that you have heard. Meditate upon it. Meditate upon it. This book of law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein. Day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now, in that book of Micah chapter 6 verse 8, that we read that, it has been shown you, O man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you. Now when you are meditating upon the word of the Lord, and like this word that you are hearing now, you are meditating upon it. You are meditating upon it. When the situation comes that need the word that you have just heard, you look at it and say, no, the word of God does not agree with it. And your spirit man will say, no, you must not agree. But your, the spirit of God in you will say, no, no. Although it is your right, then forgo it. And you forgo it. And when you forgo it, you move on. And when you allow the spirit of God to rule through your conscience speaking to you, you will move on in the level of waiting upon the Lord and you will see yourself mounted up with wings as eagle. The fourth wood, the fourth wood, the fresh word of fiery companions. The fresh wood of fiery companions. I was sharing with somebody that we are taking a new dimension in the ministry now. And I'm happy with what is happening now. Mind the kind of friends that you move with, that you roll with. There are friends that will tell you, Oh boy, if you smoke that shit, man, you'll feel high. And you're like, you really need it to say, you feel high out of this world. Somebody there is nowhere, nowhere you go there, he said, When you smoke this thing, you have an hour to get high. Okay, put to a Now, when you move with such people, either they influence 
sure you influence them. And because it is a demonic spirit that they are breaking, they will influence you. Who are the companies that you are keeping? Who are the companies that you are keeping? Talking about um, David, when David ran away from the presence of King Saul, when he ran away from King Saul into the cave of Adullam, and the word of the Lord says about 400 people joined to him. They joined to him in that cave. Later, those 400 men became David's mighty men. David's mighty men. One of them faced 800 men. Not ordinary men, 800 warriors. And he killed the 800 of them. After the war, the Bible says his hand could not leave the sword because the hand has cleaved to the sword like this. One killed five lions. One killed five giants. That is what mighty men, those David's mighty men did. Initially, they were invalids, they were vagabonds, but when they joined company to David, they became mighty men. Mighty men. They killed giants. They did mighty things. Who are the company that you are keeping? The people that will tell you and say, Ah, is that what you are passing through? Ah, not like this, you go to a people shrub, say, If you cry for a ah, they will break and make it. No, you. And when you look at it, you say, It's true. But the people that will die always direct you to God. People that will always direct you to God, those are the people that you should keep company with. People that will direct you to God, not the people that will be stoking evil fire in you. Not people that will be making you naked. Do you know that there are some people, when they are coming around with their negativity, by the time they leave you, yourself will begin, begin to feel negative. There are some people that will talk in negativity like this when they leave the house, want to sleep in the night, and you be like, may that is not come from Somebody was sharing that, one guy always talking about snake, snake, uh, closet, snake, closet. This lady said anytime that she wants to go to the toilet to go and ease herself, the talk always comes that snake will come from inside the closet. And as she leaves, she will stand up and be looking at the closet again. Because of what she has been hearing, until she delivered herself and said, No, no snake is coming. Even if the snake is coming, tell the snake, Get out! You are not coming here. Mind the company that you keep. Mind the company that you keep. The fifth one, the fifth wood, the fresh wood of diligence and consistency. The fresh wood of diligence and consistency. The fresh wood of diligence and consistency. Now, let's use us as an example here. You are not surprised that we are this, we are much in number like this. Some people with all due respect to them, is because they are not committed in the spirit, that's why they are there. Those that are committed in the spirit are asking, when are we going to start our service? Ah, let us just come super and so that we can be connected to God. That shows consistency in the spirit. They believe in the faith. Now, it's not because they don't believe in this one that they don't believe in God. No. They are committed to another truth. And when you are consistent, what we are talking about is being consistent to God. When you are consistent, when you are consistent to God, there are things that when you are not doing it as you have been doing before, you will not be happy. You'll be like, wow, I'm not feeling, I'm feeling somehow. You used to pray in the middle of the night. When you wake up in the morning, you didn't pray. Only you yourself will be feeling guilty that, child, I don't do something bad. Like you are stolen meat in the pot. Why? Because you didn't, you didn't wake up to pray. You know that you will yourself. Why? You are you are, you are convicting yourself from within. Why? Because you have consist, you have been attuned, you have, you have tuned yourself to a kind of life 
of deliberately waking up in the middle of the night to pray. Now, the next thing to do is to be consistent with it. You miss it once, you get yourself back online. You make sure that, no, I'm not going to allow it to happen again. I will be consistent with this. I will be disciplined with this. I will be disciplined with this. I saw a picture of some of our Nigerian army that are out there fighting Boko Haram because protection be upon them. They were sleeping in the open. One bound himself like Egyptian money because of the good with uh, blankets, sleeping in the open. They are living a disciplined life. In the spiritual too, you should live a disciplined life like that. Be disciplined. You make a mistake, you get yourself up back again and say, no, because I made this mistake, I won't allow you to weigh me down. Instantly, you get yourself back up on track and say, I'm getting back on track. Why? Because you want to remain disciplined. And the final one, the final one, the sixth one, the fresh wood of corporate fellowship. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 10. The fresh wood of corporate fellowship. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 10. For him before, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone. When he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Make sure that you are joining the corporate fellowship of the children of God. Two are better than one. One shall chase a thousand. Two shall chase ten thousand. That is why it is expedient that husbands and wives should be praying together. Husband and wife should be praying together. It is expedient. It is important. Have a prayer partner. If you are not married yet, have a prayer partner that you are praying together. If it is not every day, but once in a while, make sure that you have a prayer partner that you are praying together. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25, Not forsaking the assembly of, our, of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exalting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. Not forgetting, coming together like we have now, coming together to fellowship together, to praise together, to pray together, to worship together. There's something they call corporate anointing, and there's individual anointing. Corporate anointing is usually greater than individual anointing. When Paul was casting, when Peter was cast in prison, it was no more person that prayed for him. The word of the Lord says, and the church, and the church rose up and manufactured prayer. They manufactured, they didn't pray. They manufactured the prayer for him. They manufactured the prayer for him. Hebrew, um, Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Another translation says, but endless prayer was made for Peter by the church unto God for him. Endless, they were not just praying, but endless prayer. Peter must come up. He will not die. He must come out alive. We are not going to lose this one. Every power that wants to hold him down, including Herod, will bind them. That was endless prayer. They prayed that kind of prayer, and an angel was dispatched from them to go and lose them. Look at where we started from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. 
those that wait upon the Lord. They shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. Do you want to mount up with wings as eagles? Do you want to soar above challenges? Do you want to soar above situations? Do you want to ascend into the presence of the Almighty God? Do you want to be a shining light in your time? Do you want God to use you for great and mighty things in your generation? Do you want God to always count you among the people that you can always call? Wait upon him. Make yourself available upon him, unto him. Be willing and obedient unto him. Always present yourself to him. God, I'm ready. Anytime you need someone, I am here. Use me. And the Lord will use you in the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to bow down your head and begin to bless the name of Almighty God for the word that you have heard. Open your mouth and begin to bless the name of Almighty God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Rise up to your feet. The first prayer that you are going to open, that you are going to pray. Father, name me willing and obedient unto you. Open your mouth and begin to declare that in prayer. Lord, help me to be willing and obedient in the mighty name of Jesus. Shake it, Ebo, so the Kapadia, Rakupa, and then Tamika, Shake it, Ebo, Zubarika, and then Rekiki, Tiba, Bahia, Lakopa, Santa Liba. Lord, make me to be willing and obedient. Lord, make me to be willing. Father, make me to be willing in the mighty name of Jesus. Make me to be willing, O Lord. Marika, Padus, is a great person to do this. Shembrika, Yeke, Ebo, Okunia, Tamari. Lord, make me to be willing and obedient unto you in the mighty name of Jesus. Make me to be willing. Make me to be willing. Make me to be willing, O Lord. Father, make me to be willing, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Give me grace to follow. The grace to do the right thing at the right time. Always, Father, give unto me in the mighty name of Jesus. The grace to do the right thing at the right time. Always. Unto you, Father, give unto me in the mighty name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to decree. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, the grace to do the right thing at the right time. Always, Father, give unto me. Give unto me, O Lord. Give unto me, O Lord. Father, give unto me. The grace to do the right thing at the right time. Always, Father, grant unto me, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, give unto me, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Give unto me, O Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And lastly, the word of the Lord says, those that wait upon the Lord, the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings as eagles. You are going to open your mouth. Lord, as I wait upon you, renew my strength to mount up with wings in the mighty name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to decree. Open your mouth and begin to decree. Father, as I wait upon you, Lord, renew my strength to mount up with wings as eagles in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord of the Lord. We bless you, King of Glory. Blessed be thy holy name. Bless
blessed be the holy name. In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm sure you have been blessed by this message the Lord has sent to you. We would love to hear feedback from you. And per adventure, maybe you have prayer points you want us to join hands with you. And pray over. Please send your prayer points across unto us. Our emails, uh, my personal email is priesthoods001. Priesthoods, S behind the hoods, 001 at gmail.com. You can drop your comments in this podcast comments section. Word Explosion with Pastor Daniel. You can drop your comment there. We'll definitely see it. You can access us through our website, www.royalpriesthoods.ng. And our email is info at royalpriesthoods.ng. Remember, there is S behind that hood. Info at royalpriesthoods.ng. God bless you.